Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. Man, when you think about the, the people that are most impactful in your life, they're just constantly there, man. They show up, you know, and so that's one of my, uh, one of my mantras for myself is show up, man. Just show up for people. It's intercepted, picked up by Alex Molden. Welcome to The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. All right, so my next guest on the Shark Effect is a really, not a really good friend, one of my closest friends. I've known him, uh, shoot, for over 12 years. Um, His name is Henry Barrera. He is a director of performance for all all sports at University of Liberty. Um, is it Liberty University? Yep. Okay, Liberty University. Um, good friend, Henry Barrera. He's on, this is, now he's my first, second time um, guest. So um, I wouldn't have anybody else on twice uh, without starting with my man, Henry. Henry, welcome to the Shark Effect again, my man. My man Molden. Good to hear your voice, man. Good to see your face. <laughs> yes, indeed. So Henry was was one of my first guests. I think you were my first guest. And it's over a year ago. Yeah, because this is my 50. I just dropped my 52nd episode. And I remember, you know, I was nervous, even though I've known you forever. I know your kids, wife, you know my kids, and I've I've eaten your your food, your barbecue, you know, we went fishing together, but I was still kind of nervous. And we took one take and after about 10 minutes, you was like, hey, Molden, cut it. Let's just talk. You're getting all nervous for no reason. You remember that? 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think, uh, man, it's it's so it's so fun to see the progress already, man. Fifty episodes in, you're like an old man already. Like, right? You're a veteran. I don't look like one, but I am. <laughs> so, so Henry, man, I want to I want to kind of start off, man, just talking about, um, you know, you deal with athletes on a day to day basis. Um, you get these new athletes coming in, and I want to hear, like, man, how do you? How do you connect with the with the guys, especially the new freshmen coming in, or, or maybe the new transfer uh, transfer athletes coming in? How do you connect with them? Man, I try to make contact immediately, man. As soon as I know they're kind of coming to Liberty University, I reach out, text message, phone call, FaceTime, whatever's uh, legal, you know, with the NCAA rules and all that stuff. Um, man, and then I, I just start to build, man, try to figure out what their dream is. And uh, their dream becomes my dream, man. You know, we're on the same, uh, we're, we're working for the same thing. So I, I just try to invest right off the bat. Mm, I love that. How did you learn that, man? Did you like read some books and come in contact with somebody and just kind of gave you some, 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 some nuggets? Man, when you think about the, the people that are most impactful in your life, they're just constantly there, man. They show up, you know, and so that's one of my, uh, one of my mantras for myself is show up, man, to show up for people. Uh, whether that's an athlete or, or a business partner or a family member, whoever, just show up. And I think uh, consistency for me always beats intensity, you know. So I'm very consistent in, in dropping my guys and even the, the female athletes I work with, little nuggets, whether that's a text message, uh, a visual, a video, something I heard, something I'm reading. I'm just dropping it daily, man, like a drip feed. Just like back in the day. That's a beautiful thing, Henry. And that's what kind of attracted me to you. It's like, man, every time I was I was in your presence, man, you would just drop these different things that you heard on a podcast, something that you read. And I know, man, you've you've read a ton of books. And actually, you I didn't used to read a whole bunch of books until working with you eons ago. And you started to get me into reading and just like personal development. And um, so, you know, it, it's, it's refreshing to see that you're still, you're all about getting better. And speaking of that, man, I see you on, you know, on, on social media, like you do the lifts, you do like the training, the running up the hills, the jumping in the cold tubs, you do all that stuff and you do it. I don't see that a whole bunch from other strength and conditioning uh, coaches, directors. What, what caused you to start doing that and why do you do that? And I, I will never ask anybody to do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. And that's uh, from training to getting in a cold tub. I, I think as coaches, man, and even as leaders, bosses, management, whatever, we forget what it's like, man. And you, you got you to gotta take your lumps and you got to put in your time and pay your dues. But, man, I'm telling you, man, if you don't know what it feels like to get in a cold tub and it's your first time ever, you can't, you can't empathize with an athlete, man. You can't empathize with someone who's working for you or with you uh, to see how hard it is, you know. And so for me, I call that my authentic pursuit, man. So for me, I'm really trying to see what, they, what they're going through, man. I'll even take classes at Liberty to see what the stress is like uh, on a Sunday to have a paper due by midnight, you know? Mm. Uh, I try not to do that too much, but I want to see what it feels like, man. I want to know what they're going through. And I think that's one of the connection points. You know, when you can empathize with people, you have a deeper relationship. 
Mm, I love that. And, and that's a, like one of the key words, man, is like you say, empathy. What is empathy defined? Like, can you boil that down for me and my listeners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I think, uh, Mold, you, ha- you probably have this gift, man. I, I think uh, you can look at someone and you can kind of read into their eyes to their soul and seeing how they're feeling that day. Like several times, man, you looked at me and, hey, man, what's up with you, man? What's going on with you? You know, and I hadn't even said a word yet. So I think uh, empathy to me is is really feeling another person's emotions, their feelings and, and almost internalizing them. So you're 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 finding a connection point and you're 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 really uh, just understanding the the depth of how they're feeling, man, mind, body, spirit. Absolutely. And I think you don't really, you know, when you are in in tune with somebody, you communicate with them, you read that. And, you know, when when you talk about communication, right, what you say is only what is that seven percent? And a majority of it is in body language and it's in, you know, how you speak, the tone. And you can see that, man, when people walk in the building, you can see that when they leave, if they're acting a little bit different than what they typically act, like, man, you can kind of, you know, pull them aside, just ask some kind of open-ended questions to see like, hey, man, where are they at right now? Both physically and emotionally. Man, that's dope, Mold. Uh, so so literally what I wrote down right now, man, is uh, feel their energy. Uh, that's one thing I learned from you, man. We've worked on big stages. We've worked on little stages. We've worked with thousands of people. We've worked with, you know, just a few at a time. And, and developing the ability to feel someone's energy, man, whether that energy is good or bad, to feel that energy, to me, that's uh, empathy simplified, man. So I'm going to take that, put it in my journal right here. Uh, empathy is ability to feel someone's energy. Man, I love that. And you know what's crazy, Henry, man, is I think back and like for me, things have to be foundational for me instead of just situational. And for for a long time, like, man, when I get into the into the gym or on the field or when I'm competing, I would get that, that, that energy and I'm feeling empathy. But then when I step off the field, man, it was like, I didn't care how people felt or I didn't really notice it. One story, man, I was at a, I was at a cafeteria over at Nike and man, you know, the cafeteria closes right at 10 o'clock and I got there at like at 955 and my man, you know, the chef, the cook, he had already finished cleaning up everything. And I got there, I said, Hey man, oh, come on, man. You know, it's, it's 955, man. Can you make me a little sandwich? And he man, looked at me like in disgust and was like, man, I already cleaned up. I said, man, but come on, man, five minutes. And he made it, but he was pissed. He didn't say he was pissed, but I saw it. And man, I was with one of my, you know, you know, one of my good friends and my, my coach, L, Eldridge Broussard. He was like, uh, Alex, did you see that? I said, what? Man, the way that he was like, he, man, he was upset. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, man, dude, you got to make that right. Even if it's like, yeah, he's still supposed to be on the clock. But man, how would you feel if you was back there and you had cleaned up everything and somebody came in at the last minute and asked you to do it? Dude, I felt like a jerk. I felt like, like that old Alex, that old 
NFL, you know, I got this, I got that, I'm this. I felt like that, man. And from that point on, that happened about eight years ago, and I never, ever want to make somebody feel like that again. So man, that's, power, that's powerful, man. Yeah. Um, yeah man. And so in my, in my journal, I'm just taking little nuggets, man. You know, I'm going to learn more from you than you are going to learn from me. Uh, the ability to feel, and I think feel is see, hear, and feel. You know, so you can look, you can see disgust just by looking at someone's face. You can hear disgust or you could feel the vibe of it, you know, so that mm. that ability to feel uh, someone's energy, man, that's that's good. I like that, dude. And and when I went and I paid for it and he didn't tell me that L didn't tell me that until, until we sat down, we started eating, man. I was like, I got up, went back there and I said, man, hey, look here. I'm sorry. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate all the work that you've been doing, not just today, but man, every time, man, I know that's hard getting up early and coming in there, man. I just want to thank you so much for helping me out, man. And man, and I was, I promised myself I was not going to leave until he smiled, not said thank you or anything, but just like until he smiled, man. And once he did, I was like, okay, I'm never going to do that again. And then check this out, man, we became closer. Me and my guy, his name is Jeff. <laughs> oh man, that's so that's, that's that's good, man. So look, I'm gonna drop this on you. So I, you know, I, I was thinking about our conversation today, and I think our relationship took off when it when it uh, went past transactional, right? So I, I think it's totally okay to want something from another person, right? But when it went past transactional to transparency and to like, hey man, let me see how you feel. You see how I feel. Man, our relationship went super, super deep, you know. So in that situation, you came in with a transactional mindset. Just make my sandwich, right? Yeah. When you yeah. when you came back with transparency, man, thank you very much in humility. Man, that 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 digs a deep, a deeper well for a relationship. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. Talking about relationships, what are some other aspects or, or some tips that you can kind of give me and my listeners about relationships and how to do exactly that, man, build a deeper well. And I'm really into this concept right now. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of redefining my mantra for my life, man. And I think one is an authentic pursuit, an authentic pursuit. So that, that could be with a, with an individual that could be, uh, with a craft, uh, that could be with sports, it could be with whatever you want, but an authentic pursuit. Uh, when you develop an authentic pursuit, you, you build all kinds of uh, relational qualities, right? So if I'm authentically uh, pursuing you as, as a human being, I wanna know everything about you, man. I wanna know what makes you tick. I wanna, I wanna know what, what gets you up. I wanna know what gets you down. I wanna know what, what, what stirs you up, you know? So that to me is an authentic pursuit of a human being. And to me, if, if you're an athlete and you have an authentic pursuit, man, you're, you're, you're a student of the game, you're digging in, what can I learn? Uh, how does this guy do it? How does this, this girl do it? So you're just building that authentic pursuit, man, a, a really pure pursuit of what you're looking for. Mm, yeah, I love that. Man, so, you know, you're working with athletes and not just basketball players, but, you know, you're working with these athletes and they come in and a lot of them, they just been, they've been believed or told that really what they do is who they are. 
that they're a basketball player. And some of them, they just, man, it's like NBA or professional or bust. And they don't really uh, know any other character to just being an athlete. How do you, how do you uh, see that and kind of talk them through? It's like, hey, man, you know, this sport and whatever, this can only last a certain amount of time. And you need to understand, like, man, there's more than just your sport. How do you, you know, how do you bring that up? Yeah, man, I think that's built into to how I teach and coach. Um, preparing people for life, man, is way, way more important than the actual sport, you know. Uh, yes. Even if, even if you're going to be a pro, you know this, man. It's only going to be for so long, you know. And if you don't develop the skills that you need to, to be – a contributor to society, man, it's going to be tough, you know? Um, so I, I think, man, I try to build that in. So, so like I'll have a group of swimmers coming in a little bit and I, I always drop them one or two nuggets that say, Hey, listen, I think you should be thinking about this, this, and this, just consider it, just consider it, you know, how you, how you come in. And this is we back to energy, man. When they walk in the door, I'm going to, I'm going to feel their energy. They're either going to be moping mm -hmm. in or they're going to come in they'll be clapping their hands and they're ready to roll. You know, so those things, man, how you show up for an interview, how you show up for your job every day, how you show up for your family every day. Those are the things that, that are separators in life. And so I, I try to just build those into what we're doing. Uh, you know, showing up every day, doing what you're supposed to do uh, and, and loving it, man. So those are the things I think we just take for granted, man. I mean, if you're around positive people, they're just constantly, you know, living like that. But that's not the world, man. You're going to work with some some people that they don't want to show up, you know, mm. They're just there for that transaction. That's it, man. That's get, that, it. get that check. Man, so, you know, the shark effect, I uncover the secrets of high achievers. What makes you, Henry, a high achiever? Man, that's a tough one, man. It's always tough to talk about yourself and all this stuff, you know. But uh, I know. I know, I know. Uh, for me, man, honestly, number one, I'm really stubborn, man. I'm, I'm hard-headed. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm competitive, you know, so I care. I only care about a couple things, but I care deeply, man, deeply. Mm. So my, my craft, my profession, I, I'm, I'm in this concept of going from a craftsman or, or from a workman to a craftsman, you know, there's a difference. What's that? Yeah. What's that? So, oh, oh, think of this, man, like a workman is like a, a, an entry level carpenter. They can build things, uh, a craftsman is like a carpenter who takes the, their craft to a next level, you know? So they're building, they're building art, man. Like they're building beauty with their work. Uh, and that's just a, a, a normal transition, but they, they pursued it. They've had that authentic pursuit and they're just starting to turn their work into art, man. They can share with the world. Mm, I love that, man. You've always been like a guy that's um, when I look at, or I think about man, personal development, and like constantly trying to make yourself better, whether it's, man, your, your body or your mind or your relationships, man, I've all, I always think of you. And so, man, what, like when you, when you think about that or when you're talking about that, and, and I know like a big thing for you is pouring into these, these young um, athletes, how does it start off in terms of like personal development? What type of, um, conversations or tips do you give them man the biggest thing in my life is my journal you know in terms of growth and development 
you know, so I'm always encouraging athletes that I'm working with and just people that I know to, to get a journal and to just start writing, man. So um, journaling to me is this, man. It, journaling is a way to calibrate your soul, to calibrate your soul. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> to me, it's been like the cheapest uh, form of therapy. You know, when I'm pissed off or when I'm super high or and I'm, I mean, high, like, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Not, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, no, man. So everything like right now I'm in my journal right here. And uh, believe it or not, I have a little mini journal dedicated to my man, Alex Molden. Oh, so it's, wow. It's about like, you know, 50 pages. But our conversations, whether we record them or not, I just I just write down little things, man. And here in my journal, you know, mm -hmm. so that's. To me, that's step one, man, because that's going to help you clarify where you want to go. You can put that on, on paper and then you can grow it from there, man. And I can kick it to you. Hey, Mold, you know, I wrote this stuff down today. What you think of it? You know, mm -hmm. and actually, man, you don't want to got me into that, which when you got me into that. And then, of course, I'm going to pour it into my kids. Yeah. Elijah, <laughs> you know, my son, he's uh, he's the number two of eight who just, you know, just got drafted into the NFL. So he's about to start the next phase and, of, you know, uh, a kind of dream for him. He relentless. And because of him journaling, my nine-year-old daughter, Bianca, journals every night because of what Elijah, Elijah told her um, about, your conversation that you had with both of us. So you see how that just kind of parlays and just goes all the way down, man. That's beautiful. Man, I, I'm so uh, I'm so proud of Elijah, man. Uh, I listened to the the, the interview with uh, Jim Rohn, uh, and it was phenomenal. Yeah. Man. It was phenomenal, and you know I'm sure you're proud that he's in. He got drafted and all this, man. He's such. He's a student of the game and he's a student of life, man. And that I'm learning from him now, you know, like I got to coach him as a young cat, try to get him to play hoop. You know, I thought he was going to be an NBA guy, you know, and I actually, I actually believe he would have, if, if that was his passion, you know, but his passion was football and he had an authentic pursuit and he cultivated that. Right. But man, what impresses me most about Elijah Molden is his, his feel for people, man. He loves people. And he loves what he does, man. So uh, that's props to you and Kristen for the way you guys parented, the way you loved him. Um, I, I'm I'm so proud. I was proud just to listen to that interview, man. It was it was a blessing. No, man, thank you very much. And I was, man, I was just as proud, man. When I heard him in the conversation, it was just like, you know, for him, he does. You can tell that he does a lot of uh, insight, um, insightful type of questions that he that he he's very intentional about how he thinks he takes his time when he answers questions instead of just you know spewing <laughs> what I used to do so he's um yeah he does a really good job man and in all his interviews whether it's you know interviewing with different teams or whatnot and then also with the media I'm super proud of him man but um so last, you know, last question I want to ask you, I'm gonna let you go, man, is man, how do you prioritize your day? What is, what is the day of Henry Barrera? What, what does that look like? Like when you wake up, are you journaling? Do you listen to some music? Yeah, yeah. 
What's up? Workout. Okay. I want to hear it. So here's what I've learned, man, recently. And, and I should have learned this a long time ago. No one's going to mess with you in the morning, early, early. And no one's going to mess with you at night. You know, so for me, you know, if you have kids, man, they're in your space all the time. You know, so you got to you got to carve out time that's not going to interfere with your family at all. You know, so for me, I try to wake up between uh, five and six, somewhere between there. That's not crazy early, but normal people wake up at seven, eight, whatever. Right. So I, I have an hour in the morning that I, I, I have to get my body moving. So I work out in some way, shape or form. And typically when I work out, I'll listen to a podcast. I'll listen to a sermon. I'll listen to a book. So I kind of I kind of multitask there. Right. I prefer to, to work out by myself because nobody's messing with me. Now, that doesn't happen very much because I like to invite people into what I'm doing. Right. So but I'll tell them I'm real specific. Listen, we're going to do this workout and I might not talk to you very much. Don't take that personal. If you if you want to see what I'm doing, I'm going to I'm going to show you. Don't take it personal, though. I'm, I'm going to get my work in. I'm listening. I'm locked in. This is my time. You know, and then we'll roll from there. We can talk after whatever. So that's my morning. I spend an hour just for myself, man. I, I try to read, write, listen, and, and, and work out. You know, I'll, I'll be writing on the whiteboard during my workout and then take a picture and put it in my notebook later. Mm. Uh, so from there, man, everything after that period is dedicated to the athletes that I work with. So uh, for me, one of the biggest blessings is I can train my guys anytime I want, man. I give them 24-7 freedom. I'll give them two slots, uh, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And then if they want to come in and get extra work, any time of the day, man, you hit me at 10 o'clock, I'll be at the gym. Let's get it, you know. Um, so I try to prioritize. It's a really hard balance for me to, to juggle family, my, my personal family, and the guys and girls that I work with. I consider them family too, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, probably the, the next best thing is throughout the day, I'll, I'll spend 15 to 20 minutes and I'll read. I'll be real specific with what I'm going to learn that day. Right now I'm into this course called Altus Need for Speed. And I'll take, yeah. I'll take a video, uh, a one section, and I'll just focus on that piece for the day. Mm. Man, what I hear is just intentional. Instead of just floating around, it's like very intentional. No doubt, man. I think uh, some people, you know, it depends on how you're wired and whatever, but I, I keep a little um, Excel sheet. And I try to block out my time so I know exactly what I'm going to be doing at a certain certain time of the day. You know, that's why for me, it's sometimes I, I get uh, jammed up because guys will hit me like, you know, 30 minutes ahead of time. Like, hey, man, let's get this work in. I'm like, uh, you should have hit me yesterday. I'm going to do it anyway. But you should have hit me yesterday. You know, gotcha. because I'm wired like that, but not everybody is. So I'm trying to I'm growing in that area. Gotcha. Yeah. Man, Henry, hey, thank you so much. Hey, is there any anything else, anything else that I might have missed, man? Because I want to scrape the plate, you know, when it comes to you and and uh, you know your knowledge on on leadership and and being intentional and uh, being a high achiever. Any other nuggets you got for for me and my yeah, listeners? Man, I, I mentioned earlier the authentic pursuit, right? So if you're looking yeah. at emojis on your phone, that's the hammer and the axe that cross like that little emoji, right? All right. Yeah. Uh, the second piece of that is fruit, right? So if you if you type in fruit, you're gonna get a little bundle of grapes. Uh, so for me, those two symbols are, are what I want to live for, man. Authentic, authentic pursuit, and I want to I want to the fruit that I gain that I cultivate. I want to share that with other people. 
right? So I think our jobs, you and me, are, are is to give what we've learned to others. You're doing that with this podcast, and I know how you live. You know, you're constantly giving, giving stuff to people. So those two things drive me, man. Authentic pursuit, and then the fruit that that comes from that. Can can we share that with others? Mm, I love that, man. Henry, you know I love you. Man, thanks again for being on the podcast, on the Shark yeah, Effect yeah. podcast, my man. I need to get one of those shirts, too. I need I to get you, me man. a shirt, text, man. Text me the address. I'll send it to you. My man. Love you, bro. All right. Love you, too, man. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon and the uh, paper paperback version or you can get it on kindle and who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to transition whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever if you're looking to transition into something different this book can help you i break it down i lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision-making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter developing your own procedures creating relationship roadmaps using adversity to your advantage right because we all go through tough times but how do you flip it how do you use it to power you okay and then developing your own standards so these are things that can help anybody not just not just athletes now there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.